Did you know our hearts connect deeply wherever you and I are in the world? Hi, I'm Andrea Patrut, Intuitive Life and Relationship Coach. Here at Healing Through Oneness Podcast, together we find what makes us unique and what keeps us united. We learn of past wounds and ways to heal. We release old stories and create new, empowering realities that service now. Join me and my guests every Wednesday and Friday to recognize the truth within, discover why you are precious, connect with what sets you apart, and allow the world to welcome you and resonate with your heart. We are one. everyone welcome to episode three we are here together um with vince campbell welcome vince thank you for having me um this is a very timely interview for many reasons um happened over and over again too many times which is losing um, veterans, first responders. Um, I say warriors for peace, wherever they are, whatever they do. Um, to um, suicide, is that true, Vince? We're losing yes, that's right. Suicide, yes. And uh, Vince uh, shared this um, truth, this reality that only him and, um, you know, not too many of us know. And when I heard it, it was before I had this interview with Charlene Madden. Um, and I said, okay, this is something that I, I think we all need to be aware of because I also have friends who suffer. Um, they they lost people. They they were not veterans, but they were family members, uh, and you know, it's because of suicide suicide they lost them. So this is how the interview with Charlene came because Charlene has a story, and this is why now, right after Charlene Madden, we have Vince with us. So what happened today, and. Um, Because this is a sad day, I will start with Vince first with keeping 30 seconds of silence for those we lost. And then uh, we'll do a short prayer for uh, all those involved. And then we'll start sharing with Vince, uh, talking about his, uh, what I call PhD or life experience how he came to be who he is and do what he does right now because he is bringing a change where he is with what he does and then we're, we're gonna weave uh his life story with different things uh that are um happening right now uh projects he's in uh realities we're not aware of because we're not in them um so we're going to talk about healing. We're going to talk about trauma. We're going to talk about solutions. We're going to talk about what is not happening. We're going to talk about different things. We're not going to let you uh, be in the grieving mode much. We're going to bring hope because this is why we're here. We're here to bring out the truth. We're here to bring awareness. We're here also to bring hope. And yes, we're, we're mourning those we lost, and we also need to be there and support those who are still with us. There is a chance for them, and we'll see how. Uh, Vince and his colleagues and friends and everybody helping can be of support, and in the end, we'll show you where you can find them and how you can reach out either for yourself or for other people you know of, so you can send them there or you know ask how you can help somebody if you don't know how to help we'll have all of these things together today in the next hour 
So let's, um, so we have the 30 seconds of silence and I'll also put my timer on because uh, I don't want to take too long of your time for those watching here uh, live or, or replay. And please, whenever you have ideas, comments, please leave them because I can see them and we can talk about it. We can answer your questions. And also, if you see this on replay, please put a hashtag. Uh, we always watch and uh, we can, um, we want to acknowledge you and appreciate you. Okay, so 30 seconds of silence for those we lost, whether they are veterans or Vince knows other people we don't know. Can you tell us where those we don't know that we lost? It's not just veterans, right? Is those in correction services? You know more than me. So you got it, you got to name them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And in, in, uh, in correction, we know for, for police officers since January of 2021, uh, we're, we're getting close to 100 police officers have taken their lives from suicide. That's not including the first responders, as in you know, paramedics and doctors, nurses, and and uh, correctional officers. So it's uh, it's uh, really important to reach out when you're not feeling right and get the help that you need, and that's seeing your doctor first. Um, family members see there's a problem, you know, encourage, encourage, push. You might get a lot of resentment, but that's okay. You push and you push and you push, and I think that's really key in having uh, more in place. Uh, for anybody that is having having problems, whether it be online or to go and see a doctor, and that's the difficulty now is connecting with doctors and psychologists and therapists. Um, a lot of people feel hopeless, and I understand that because I live with that every day. Um, but we put our shield on and we move forward, and that's the key. Um, you need to move forward and work on yourself every day. If you don't work on yourself, you can't help others. And acknowledge you have a problem. That's just that's just key. I know I I've been there. So uh, you know, stubborn, and uh, that doesn't help. That doesn't help with healing. So be honest and open, and and get the help that you deserve. If you don't work with yourself, you can't help others. Absolutely. This is um, this is really really important to to know and be aware of and this, this is the truth well you have to love yourself first if you don't love yourself then you can't help others and that's being content with who you are and where you are in your your journey of healing um i've been at this for a long time and every day is a struggle as i said but you learn new things you meet new people and uh there's there's hope and wellness waiting absolutely we are here to help 24 7. And we're here now to keep the silence and then pray, and then we'll you'll bring the details on it. So for 30 seconds, keep silence for those who are. And we pray together for the souls and spirits of those who are not with us, for the ancestors of the land to find peace and light, for the ancestors of all those living today to find peace and light. For the families, colleagues, friends of those who are struggling today, those who fought their war, whatever that is, whatever that was, who fought for peace, to keep the peace, to keep the world at peace. We pray that they find all the ways they need 
to support themselves, that we pray that they are seen, heard, listened to, valued. And we pray that they hear and see themselves for who they truly are. We pray that they see the light, no matter how small, in themselves and they can hold on to that light <clears throat> and grow it bigger if they need help. We pray that they have the courage and awareness to ask for help. And if they have locks on the way, if people don't get it, we pray that they fight even stronger for themselves so they finally find somebody who does get it and who can help them. We pray that they keep fighting and fighting for themselves. We pray that they have the strength, the help, and everything they need so they hold on and love themselves and love life and allow the world and their families and friends to see who they really are because they are the sunshine and they bring the change in the world. And it starts with themselves. And we also pray for those around them to have the awareness, the knowledge, the strength, the power, the energy, the courage, and everything they need to support themselves first as caregivers and then those suffering, their loved ones. We pray that they can make a great team together to help each other and to support each other in the most appropriate ways for the best and highest good of all. And we also pray that the human heart finds its way in the most miraculous ways possible in the lives of those who need it. Vince, if you want to add something, please do. I think you said everything perfect, Andrea. <laughs> um, that's how we can hold them in our prayers and, uh, you know, prayers for the family and friends of those that, that lose a loved one. That's the challenge. And as you said earlier, the challenge of living with somebody that's, uh, you know, with, with PTSD or needs needs help. Um, so if you see little signs, you know, uh, just so that you care and, and keep encouraging. Um, that's, that's that's all you can do when there's alcohol and there's drugs involved. There's some things that you just can't fix. Um, but if somebody does pass, at least we know in our hearts that we've done everything we possibly could to help them out. I know I had a brother that was in that situation. I lost him. He was an alcoholic. And, uh, and and I truly believe I did everything I possibly could. I could have done more, but I'm at peace that I did try. Yeah. Um, it was this journey in life, right? Sometimes you just can't change that journey. It's That's the way it is, and they're meant to go on that path, and you can do yes. everything. Um, mm -hmm. was, and that's your, your path in life. And uh, we don't like to see the negative side. We want to see people you know, positive and see them heal and, and do great things and find their new purpose in life. But it doesn't always happen. And no. uh, as uh, caregivers or uh, friends or whatever we are in, in that relationship with that person, uh, we also must be aware, like you said, that we are limited in our support. And it's not limited by what we can do. Right. It's limited by the decision that that person, as a sovereign being, is taking upon their mind, their life, their health, their money, whatever that is. And as much as we want to bring the change, bring the healing, we have to um, respect that. Whatever decision they, 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 they want to make, we cannot force people to change. We cannot force people to heal. What we can do is say, I am a rock for you. I am here. I am here. I'm a rock for you. And I will do my best and I will bring everything I have in my power to bring in your life. All you got to do is ask. If they don't ask, you got to make peace with yourself that, well, this is the boundary between my life and that person's life. My choice and that person's choices. It is a relationship. And the same time, we're two hands who want to be together right. or not. That's the key. As long as you don't enable their behavior, that's what happens. A lot of people enable their behavior mm -hmm. and give them a soft spot where they can, 
can drink, do drugs, give them money. So um, that that's not helpful at all. But that's another part of it. But really, uh, yeah, you 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 can't change their path, but uh, you can work with them and be there for them. Um. I'm, I'm trying to <laughs> I told you we need to speak a slower. Um, okay, so um, there are many questions that I have right now. Um, and I will I will get to that. I'll take on like questions like how do we recognize the signs? But I will start first with your story because you can tell us through your story the how, the why, the what, and many other things. Who are you, Vince? You really want to know. <laughs> um, it, it could be a, a long story, short one. I'll try to summarize as much as I can um, without getting, you know, too much detail. But um, my father was in the Canadian Armed Forces. Uh, what you'd say is an army brat. We lived on the bases and, and lived in the military housing and basically grew up. Uh, I was born in Calgary, and uh, my dad was in the RCR. He was 30 years, his whole career. And uh, what happened, there's a, a marriage breakdown and uh, my brother and I ended up living in the Gaspé Coast. Um, at that time, the military wasn't very passionate about uh, marriage breakdowns. And my my dad actually lost the rank you know, because of it. Um, wow. He was supposed to have a post. Yeah, so it was, it, was, it was nothing in place. It was, it was almost like frowned on divorce. So we ended up in, in the gas bay and from there I lived on the farm with my grandparents and aunts and uncles, which was incredible. Um, then we would reconnect with my dad in Calgary and move to uh, CFB Gage Town in New Brunswick. Mm -hmm. uh, in New Brunswick, my dad was, uh, of course, in the military there and uh, we were there for eight years. And then we ended up in, uh, in Springville, Nova Scotia. He was uh, support staff for the Amherst uh, Reserves so anyways, basically from there, I, I graduated from high school. I was in the military uh, in the reserves out of Spring Hill, first Nova Scotia Highlanders. And uh, I left the military and came to Ontario and I became a correctional officer in Toronto. And, uh, you know, all through that journey, you have different things that happen in life that are small traumas. Um, I had a major trauma when I was in the military. Uh, that, that led to, to PTSD diagnosis today. But all along that journey in corrections, um, you know, there's death, there's suicide, murders, you name it, everything. So really it wasn't an ideal place for me to go to, but that's where I ended up. Because um, it's a love of, uh, you know, uh, police and law enforcement. And uh, I had a lot of friends at Spring Hill that were correctional officers in the Spring Hill Institution. So I came to Ontario and work there and uh you know like i said there's a lot of trauma my major factor was uh was with regards to health um being in a closed institution that wasn't cared for very well and you know a lot of uh physical problems develop so anyways from there i basically uh left and went to work for rogers communications i, I took a buyout and uh went back and was retrained for networking and and ended up with working with Rogers. So along that journey, you have all kinds of ups and downs. Comes to the point where I, I ended up in hospital for six weeks, uh, like a mental health breakdown. Um, I was on about 12 different medications. It's just, I've gotten to my wit's end where it's just uh, so many side effects with the medications, nothing was working. And- uh, Can I? Sure, go ahead. So I can we go back to, uh, why did you get why did you get to the hospital? What happened? You mean the hospital for six? Um, yeah. I, had, I signed myself in. I knew. Because you I knew couldn't that. handle what was going on with you? Yeah, I wasn't like, a, you know, I was suicidal, but not to the point where I really would do something. It was just, you know, your wits end, you knew you needed the proper help. And, I, and they had me on medication that I couldn't get off on my own. Um, somewhere, you know, opiates and and some were ones that were once you're on them for life you really don't get off and there's a lot of side effects with getting off which took several years before i finally became clean to the medication um and that was my journey in the hospital at that time it was it was almost like an awakening for me mm -hmm. um similar like chris burkett's story if you look at his 
I heard these like bells and this angelic music. And I'm thinking, where is this coming from? In hospital, in his bed, and you know, it's just a ward. But that's when it started. And after that, I knew I had to work myself to heal and slowly drop the medications. And I proved to the doctors I could do that. Along with cannabis, I use cannabis. Um, right now, I'm with companies called Aquilina, so it's all organic. And mm-hmm. cannabis is the healing uh, medication for me. I use it every day, and that's for mental health, for pain management. Um, so I started to do a lot of research in cannabis, and I worked towards dropping a med and, and you know, uh, CBD oils, and uh, all of a sudden, so, you know. So we got, get this. It is it is all gradual. You didn't take all these medications, oh, no. and then boof, you switch switched switch started to something else. It was a gradual thing where you would have both the medication and this, and you would release the medication slowly yes. while bringing yeah. something else in exchange. Okay. There's even my psychiatrist at the hospital. She was totally against it, and uh, she actually proved her wrong and she actually released me as a patient because she couldn't treat me anymore because I was already on the path of healing. <laughs> that is awesome. Did she yeah. accept that? Did oh, she yeah. accept? Yeah. She she wanted she wanted to release as soon as she knew I was using cannabis, she wanted to release me as a patient. Um she was a, a Chinese doctor and very, very set and very structured, very science. Wonderful lady. She's actually, well, I have to give her credit for getting me on the path to heal because she was persistent. She didn't give up on me. And uh, she's quite amazed. I was amazed too, but I knew I knew that it would work. And uh, so finally when I left there, I uh, finished my last psych- psychiatric med, which was, I think, Sarah, it's not Sarah's own, or Seroquel, which is a, a antipsychotic. Um, which is extremely powerful. And uh, I was in the hospital. I couldn't even walk. I was in such bad shape. So um, cannabis healing and and it brought back my creativity. I have two hearing aids. So all of a sudden with 50% hearing loss, music started coming together. And at 53 years old, I wrote my first song. I tried writing songs before and they were just pathetic. I wouldn't play them for my dog. but like I said, it's an awakening of some sort, and lyrics are coming to me in the middle of the night, and then songs were in. I thought this is really, really weird. Um, so I really took all my energy for about two years and worked on the craft of songwriting, worked on my skills playing guitar, worked on all the online stuff to learn about the, you know, the internet, the Instagram, and uh, I took a course for a year out of Nashville um, to learn about, you know, building the business and. And that's where songwriting and wellness with veterans started. Um, now it's with first responders also. And at that point, I connected with Fabian Henry in, in Nova Scotia, um, Afghan uh, veteran. And he's uh, the heart and soul of our pro- program, um, Veterans for Healing, if you can see that. We've got hoodies and T-shirts. And, uh, yeah, he's like the... He's the main guy that found all this, been working hard for years and years. He walked from Fredericton to Brunswick to, to Ottawa for veterans so they could have that access to cannabis for healing and for medication. Uh, it's a long journey, but that's what warriors do. You don't give up and you get out there and do it and work as hard as you can at it. You, you can't give up. It's other people's lives, you know. Um, okay. About this, about this, let's stay with this because I see in this. Uh, that the skill that uh, our warriors, when they go to war or to keep the peace, use the skill of, you know, you don't give up, you help your comrades, right? This is this is the the uh, attitude, the ingrained attitude of a people of somebody in armed forces or maybe in correction. I don't know. You you want to tell me that? But as the idea of you do everything you can, you go, you fight to death, and you help your comrades stay alive or bring them home. And that's that's exactly the thing the warrior needs to do with himself. Absolutely. Not just with others. See what I see what I mean? I, I switched it a bit, right? Yeah, yeah okay. Um, I see these things. So dear warrior, use that for yourself because this is this is what the warrior is forgetting that the first person you need to fight for, the first person you need to bring home to your 
life partner to your kids, to your mother, father, right? Is you. And we, we, you know, in airplane, we have this thing of put the mask on your on you first Mm -hmm. before, like, if you want to help your comrade, make sure you are okay. If you want to help your family come back home, take care of yourself while you're, you know, like, this is so important. We forget we are the first and foremost to take care of. And when that happens, oh my gosh, the whole world around you changes. For sure, you're, you're 100% right. Um, see, for me, I never served in combat. I served in peacekeeping, which I was blessed. Um, I'm here to serve the guys that were in combat. And I, those are my heroes. Those are the guys that really need the help. I'm not saying that I don't need it also, but you know, I. I see it and, and and it's so nice to be able to do something. And uh, for me, that's my purpose in life um, through the music and through the wellness and through Veterans for Healing, uh, I, the difference that we can make. I saw it in the summer and it really, it just blew me away. Um, the power of this program, the power of wellness, the power of pulling people together um, with the same cause. Um, very nice to see, it's, it's heartwarming and we have lots more to come. So really on a great path the power of community because this is what you're bringing like the <laughs> i have a kid who's trying to get in okay the um people who are in combat and not just in combat where, wherever they are in their role in their position holding on a place like in penitentiary whatever you are um they are are and feel alone Right, and what brings you back to yourself, or brings you home, home in your heart, home in your body, uh, is community, is the support, is all the hearts and hands together. That circle of healing, that circle of support. Uh, it it doesn't necessarily have to be a physical circle. No. Right. It it wherever we are, we can hold together that space, and. Uh, before we get into more of how that can happen, I am I am curious about your hearing. You've been into music and, uh, you know, music is resonance. It has to do with the hearing. Can you tell us how come? Okay, I want to know how you lost your hearing. Is this something that uh, is a physical thing or is what, what happened there? It was from gunfire in the military. Um... I was on the rifle team and I think one, one summer was every day for about two months. All we did was shoot. But, you know, you have a uh, gunfire from, uh, whether it be 106, I uh, wasn't around artillery, but it's just noisy everywhere. You just can't avoid it in training. So one of the things with the military, pretty well, if you don't have hearing loss from it, then I, I'm very surprised to a certain degree. Uh, but uh, you just can't be protected all the time. So to me, it's a benefit, it's a blessing because I have two and, and it's uh, digital and it really, uh, oh, it's night and day. I hear birds chirp when I put them on and I heard, you know, leaves crackling on my feet. I never had that before for the longest time. So that, that's the power of the hearing aids. And then they connect to my cell phone and they're, so I would not be doing music without them. Um, everything was all off balanced. You know, like like you said, uh, tone and, and melody and everything is just, uh, difficult to do when you're writing songs and trying to sing along with an instrument, let alone on stage live when you've got people and speakers and chatting and that. It's tough. It can be done, though. Um, I'm working at it. <laughs> okay, so you had your hearing until uh, the you know, life happened, with, which is normal in your, in your environment, and you lost your hearing. You have hearing aids. And yes. You are singing. Uh, do you think it's the right time to sing a song? Do you want to? It's uh, as long as you put your ear protection on, you'll be you'll be safe. <laughs> no, no, no. But before you do, or while you're getting ready, uh, we have Madden, uh, Charlene Madden here live. And uh, when you were we were talking, she said, "Healthy boundaries for all parties is so important." Uh, I think, Charlene, you were talking about that moment where we spoke about, uh, you know, learning in a relationship, what is yours and what is not. Um, and then uh, she said, 
the power of dialogue can be life-saving, ending the stigma of mental illness as a weakness is imperative to changing lives. Mm -hmm. um, we have a new saying, and I really learned that this summer is uh, Colonel Pat Strogan. I think you meant put that in your post there. Uh, we are not broken. We are breaking out. Yes. Right. So I always went, well, we're broken, we're broken, but uh, we're, we are breaking out. He, he really uh, reinforced that to me in the summertime. Uh, and it's a really positive note, something that you're not labeled as being broken all your life. You're just changing the way you're thinking and finding a new path. And uh, I really like that and it really connected with me. So. Yeah, Charlene Madam says, so powerful. <laughs> Thank you, Charlene, for being here. Thank you. Um, um, you know, um, again, before, because <laughs> I we have so many ideas with, with this interview, I don't, I try to bring them in. Um, <laughs> this is, this is another reason why this interview is happening. Uh, uh, Stephen Beer would and I looked through his Facebook page, and because I did not get permission to put his post here during the interview, I just shared the quote, and he said on November 11th, which is Remember Day in Canada, he said, today, let us also remember veterans who have lost the war at home, who have no pension or home. The war at home. It took me a while to get it, only by being Vince and, and looking through the stories he shared and listening about his life and and, and reading the materials were uh, given by him, I realized, yeah, because they leave home a safe, loving place. They go where God knows what's going to happen. Nobody knows. You can be shredded into pieces or you can witness your friend and colleague die in front of you, or you can witness him dying without you, you know, like you can't help them, and which is horrible to witness, and you can, there's nothing you can do about it. And all of, all of these things, which is trauma to the highest level possible when you witness them like that. Yes. And they come home, and guess what? Because of the trauma, and I'm speaking like I've been there, but I, <laughs> Vince, you're going to tell me if I'm wrong, but because of the trauma, you are broken twice. One, you are not the person you've been when you left the loving, safe home. The people you see do not get you anymore. Is it? That's correct. Yeah, no, you're a different person for sure. Um, on a positive note, Stephen and I are going to uh, Kingston tomorrow for a radio interview. Um, so we'll get a chance to talk and bring some things to uh, to light with regards to what's what's going on and uh, let some of the public know. I think Andrea's putting her little one down. <laughs> think she'll stay down <laughs> my little one <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, they fun at that age? My, she wants my presence can you hear that okay yes. i'll bring her in while you're singing <laughs> okay so you want me to do the song now okay this song is called find your sunshine uh it was written by reggie storm and myself uh, this was a really weird one of my uh, just learning as a songwriter, those, those lyrics came to me about two o'clock in the morning, and I wrote them down, and I uh, sent them up to Reggie at six thirty in the morning. And Reggie wrote the melody and, and arranged the lyrics around, and the end result is "Find Your Sunshine," which is a song um, to promote songwriting and wellness with veterans and first responders. Ooh, we get a panel hit. <laughs> We can mountain, to the to the 
Take your pen, keep it baby. Let the song communicate. Others feel it. You can see. Take your pen. Because of the quality of the video, we, I, I don't think we could really appreciate uh, the song as well. But do you have it uh, on your Facebook page or somewhere? I've never played it live for anybody, I don't think. Um, but I can do a recording of it probably for you. Um, well, just let us where we can find it because you said it's going to be part of an album. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Somewhere down the road, yes. It's been a, a project for a long time, but I've already got set tracks and uh, planning to move forward. It'll be a slow process, but uh, that will be a song that will be on it, yes, for sure. Um, okay. I don't I don't have a recording of myself singing it, um, just, just Reggie Storm. So I'm going to work on that, and I, I can send you a copy or put it on a little video or something, whatever, SoundCloud. Well, Was that's up to you. I think we should be, uh, I think, just listening it today, knowing that you, this is the first time. It's an honor, and thank you. Well, thank uh, you. I appreciate it. I, uh, I wanted to share, um, now that because we're speaking about songs, to share your, um, your SoundCloud page. May I? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I've got to do okay. some work on that to tidy it up, but it's... Uh, I've, yeah, it's okay. Uh, whatever you got there, it's good. So let me see um, if this is the one, right? That's it, yeah. 
Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. uh, sailing down the bay, my brother's Bible, a cardboard sign marked veteran master, bossman, did you hear me call your name? Anne of Campbellton, black walls, black ceilings. Can you tell us how do you do these songs? That's a really great question. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> in, in actual case, I have to give a lot of credit to Song Studio, which is uh, Chris Burkett. He is actually one of the mentors at Song Studio. I didn't attend that year, but um, Chris is connected to Song Studio and he's a mentor. And that's probably where really I had a, a, some foundation before I attended uh, their workshop. Um, but they're really... Uh, gave me the enthusiasm and the spirit to to move forward and really realize how powerful uh, songwriting and storytelling was. Um, so I have to give credit 100% Blair Packman, Alistair Bradley, and the whole team. And it's absolutely an amazing thing. I try to encourage veterans to go there. And uh, if you go there live when, when they get back after COVID, it'd be wonderful. So that along the spiritual side, the, the lyrics just started coming to me and, and melodies that just come together. Uh, you know, sometimes you can sit down and write a song in 10 or 15 minutes. Sometimes, you know, it's a lengthy process. Sometimes I write a song and some, you know, a year later and I edit and make changes to it. Um, I have a lot of songs people haven't heard yet. But, um, you know, I, I didn't want to put myself up front because I want to, it's for veterans and first responders. So I don't want to be the guy up front saying, you know, I'm trying to be famous and do all this. I want the program front and just behind to show that this is what I do to for my mental health. It's songwriting, wellness, and helping others. I don't want to be famous. I don't want to, you know, none of that. But it's really neat how you can tell stories. And, and we have six great songs that we record, did in the summertime. They're all stories about veteran stories, whether it be combat or, or life-related. Um, and we, we need, everybody wants to hear stories. So music's changing and opportunity is there now. Um, like I said, I spent a year in a program in the States and it was quite enlightening to, you know, I appreciate now really how hard songwriters work um, and performers work. It's not easy. The, the me When you're suffering from mental health issues, it's the most difficult thing to get up on stage, let alone remember your lyrics. For me, I use tablets. I have to have lyrics right in front of me. Um, I just forget them. Even singing that song, I, I, I forgot some lyrics. I was like, what's the song? You know, you should just come, even though you've done it a thousand times. So, uh, memory can play, be a factor too. So, um, try to be prepared. But, you know, songwriting is pretty neat. There's a few songs they have there on SoundCloud, but more to come. Um, I, I put also your Facebook, uh, the Facebook page, Vince Campbell Original Music. Because you're sharing a lot of stuff there. Um, I'm not sure. Is this the place where you put some uh, the songs? Yeah, I, I play a lot of the songs and just and, uh, just put the video there. You know, uh, kind of my little studio type thing. You know, I even have a paddle in case, uh, you know, the water gets deep here. <laughs> um... Okay, so I wasn't, okay. Uh, I'm gonna stop sharing that. Um, let's talk in the last minutes because we have only, uh, let's see, 15 minutes or so. Okay. Uh, let's talk about the work you were talking about because you said you don't want to be the one up front. You're just uh, the one talking about what needs to be said and heard and uh, yes. all these organizations you're part of. So start with the one, uh, whatever comes to your mind to talk about, and I'll bring up the pages and we're gonna look at it. One that um, we really have to talk about is the one with four pillars of healing. Yes. Can you tell us uh, what it is while I'm trying to bring it, uh, bring it on? So basically, uh you know, pillar one is basically priming your mind with cannabis therapy, and you know, it's, that's where the cannabis comes in. That's one of the pillars. Um, so, you know, pillar one and pillar two basically is to get yourself a therapist, get yourself a doctor, get out and get the help that you need um, is key. The cannabis, 
Phenoid therapy is one of the pillars that supports everything. Um, so for our program, those things are key. So we use the company Aquilitas, which provides us the cannabis and uh, have agreement with them that a certain amount of per that's purchased uh, comes back and, and helps with, with funding for different programs. So veterans are getting a quality product that's, that's uh, on a regular basis. Um, you receive oils, uh, whatever you need. And we're here to support the peer support to say, you know, we're, we do this, I've tried this, I've tried that, this has worked for me. And uh, with a lot of questions, a lot of new uh, veterans coming on board, there are questions, they're new, they're hesitant because, you know, think all through your military career. I mean, I used to charge people and put people on the hold for, for, for having, uh, you know, uh, be hash or, or, or pot in jail. You look back at that now that, you know, you did your job, but that's what your job. And it's unfortunate that's, you know, in hindsight, they had to, um, there's a consequence for it. But those were the rules there. So it's even for like the guys in the military. I mean, you're charging, putting people in jail and even some people kicked out of the military for using cannabis. Um, so it's a, a mental change that a lot, a lot of people have to make to realize uh, it, it is a medicine. It's not to be abused, but it does work. Um, you know, you say a pillar one and pillar two, and you know, pillar three is is basically uh, natural healing methods, uh, whether it be yoga, wellness, nature, um, just things that are natural that can really, uh, you know, help with heal. You know, I get some setbacks and that, but you just keep pushing forward. Um, you know, uh, that's that's the thing, and realized you join whatever group. Fabian says a tribe. So say you're out west and you, you know, like we have a great group in the East Coast. Join with those that are on the same path for healing. And uh, hopefully we'll have more of that in Canada as we, as we grow our program. We're growing more in Ontario. Uh, but the East Coast really has uh, um, an incredible amount down there they've, uh, they've established. So um, we can take from them and hopefully spread it right across the country so that Everybody, everybody has a support they can go to online or go to physically to uh, um, to help them along the journey. You know, and, and, and Pillar 4 is reshaping your future, basically, uh, you know, patient-centered model of care. Um, how are you going to reshape your, your future? For me, I, I found a new purpose, and that was in songwriting and wellness and, and, uh, and helping others and uh, doing basically – my father didn't receive anything from Veterans Affairs, nor did he receive any help at all. Um, it was a really tough journey. And he, my brother was an alcoholic. He was in the military, and, and he died because of his alcoholism. So what I do, I do for them. Um, they're my motivation. They're my energy to move forward. And I also have a brother in Trenton. He, he did two tours in Afghanistan. He lives there now, and he's out of the military. Um, but this is all for them to to... I know this works. Um, it's powerful. It's you have to change your life. Um, but what I really saw in the summer was was um, when we all connected on common ground. And uh, there's no BS. There's nobody, no ego, or nothing. We're all on the same page. We're all using cannabis. We're all healing, talking how we can do things better, how we can grow programs and uh, and draw others in. The, a lot of the suicides that you have, you've got, you have drugs involved, you know, with cocaine. When someone's on cocaine, this this is not too much you and I can do. Um, that's where we're really need professional help. When you're that deep into drugs where, you know, you'll, you'll steal or do whatever you need to do to get that drug. That's beyond our help. You need to be stable when you come to us so that when you're in a retreat, you, you don't have a trauma you don't go off you, something doesn't trigger you to affect everyone else you have to be at a, at a certain point in healing so pillar one and pillar two are, are key um that's when you can come and be involved in our retreats and really uh um you really know what's going on then you've done a lot of work on your own but this is years this is, this is a few months or a few weeks this is years and it's every day there's a lot of bumps in the road that you're going to go in and you're going to go backwards. You pick yourself up and you move forward like a warrior does. And, uh, if you, you know, you, uh, you have to walk the walk to be able to talk the talk kind of thing. And 
that's a real benefit. I'd never be able to do any of this if I haven't had tons of trauma from the past. These are just some things you have to experience to help others. That offered the coffee. I'm, uh, while you're enjoying your coffee, I'm, um, I'm gonna put here what Charlene Madden commented. Community is so important. Surrounding yourself with others who know the struggles you're experiencing. Yes. And that's what's happening in all these places you shared about and other places that people can find around them if they are, uh, right? And then uh, she said, purpose is key, a new mission to save lives. Absolutely, that's the key is to find your purpose. It may, it's gonna change from military. In the military, it's your life is military. Um, all of a sudden you're out. I know with my dad, it's like, well, geez, you know, you've got some plans, but it's just different. So find something that really fuels your soul, um, whether it be carpentry or whether it be uh, making knives or, or nature walking or something. And uh, But coming together in groups, and, and uh, it's very important. I'm a bit of a hermit myself, um, you know, so I don't reach out as much as I should. But that's just the kind of that's my personality. I'm an introvert, so um, I need to reach out more because you feel the difference when you do. Um, and that's the thing; it's not good to be isolated. It's important to have others to to talk to. Uh, we had a Zoom meeting the other day. I think as far as from the East Coast, and uh, at the end of it, it, felt really good. And that's just a chat online to get a few things out and talk about what's going on and what the future holds. And Sometimes it, that's all it will take for somebody to take them out of the being suicidal to realize, well, uh, I've got some hope. I can do some things, but depression is like being in a deep well. And you're trying to climb up the every day. And you just keep sliding back down again. Sometimes there's a hand to help you up. Maybe it's a, a new medication. You get halfway up and then it's, it's uh, you know, you might slide back down again, but you have to keep working at it. So um and never give up talking about this while my baby tries to be with me um <laughs> I, I have a question that i also asked uh, charlene in the end and this is not the end but it's something that uh, i want to bring in because it's, it's related to purpose why live this life you know why still be here what would you what answer would you give uh, it's probably a high, higher power saying you have uh, more to do on this earth and there's a lot of people that um, are joining you and that you're joining with to make a difference. Um, I, firefighters, police officers, I was just at a birthday party for a firefighter the other week. Um, we're joining people together and uh, that are thinking the same and want to help others. Um, so that's really it. Um, but work on yourself every day. Don't forget about yourself. Sometimes I get too many irons in the fire and I get tired out and uh, you go back a bit. So you have to really watch for that, not to do too much. But otherwise, all is good. Thank you for sharing that. This is so important. Uh, you talked about community and I have a video you shared with me. Um, on Facebook, and I'm trying to bring that in, and maybe well, you can tell us more um, about it. About the video, right? It's the one uh, with the drumming. Yeah. With the drumming, yeah. That's uh, in Nova Scotia. That's uh, that's the retreat location in in Piper's Glen, Egypt Falls. It's a uh, hundred plus acres. Uh, it's bordered on Egypt Falls, which. Uh, you probably see pictures of it here and there. Uh, it's very, very healing. Um, that's the main location for for going to be for retreats and for outdoor activities. There's another uh, 400 acres in Picton, Nova Scotia, which is real Canadian recreation. Tyson Bowen, he's an Afghanistan veteran. He's uh, running that and building uh, everything from four wheeling to sliding to having music. He had stage there. And also in Nova Scotia, near Peggy's Cove, West Dover, um, the group has purchased the bed and breakfast, 
which uh, veterans can go there anytime and relax and canoe and kayak and be right on the ocean, watch the fishing boats go out every day and come back. And we spent some time there and it's absolutely amazing. Big, big ideas for that location. Um, it's going to be really, really neat. I'm very excited about uh, what's happening and the, what the future holds. Um, and it really reinforced that this summer we, we all got together um, as a group. Next year we'll have songwriting with soldiers coming up um, out of Nashville and they're going to work with us and we're going to work with them and we may have some U.S. Marines coming up possibly and uh, at least uh, a veteran from Britain. So that's the kind of plan we're working towards and we'll build on that, make it even bigger, you know. Uh, we're planning going down to the States for some retreats and uh, there's, there's surfing retreats, there's fishing retreats, there's... Uh, Horses, as you name it, we're gonna have it. Um, maple syrup, maple sugar. Uh, it's gonna be the place to go for veterans, um, and they need to take advantage of it because it's uh, so many people work so hard, and I can only imagine what it's gonna be in ten years. Um, probably the one of the top programs in Canada, I would believe, for veterans. I I, I can't see why not. Um, um, so a great team. So, uh, and uh, you know, I was fortunate to meet some some of our First Nations uh, down the East Coast also um, that are veterans, and you see their struggles also um, from many different angles. As many First Nations st struggle in Canada today, as we bring to light of what's going on, um, it's uh, but there is hope for them, and 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 I saw a few smiles, and uh, it's going to be really neat working working and seeing uh, what we can do for our, our veterans at our First Nations, for all our veterans, and just include everybody together. Um, doesn't matter where you're from. Uh, we're going to help you heal and get you on, pa on the path. But you got to work your butt off. Um, <laughs> I hope your family is worth it because, yeah, you know, you, you've got to work hard at it. This is a lifelong thing. I've been working. It took 23, 25 years to get the diagnosis with PTSD for me. So up and down the medications and everything else um it's a real real journey and you know you, you think you're you're at your wits end that you're hopeless but I said you just gotta be your own advocate and do your own research not depend on anybody else um that's so important also i think we got all our pillars covered there didn't we um, well, talking about what you said and bringing, you know, diversity uh, before this interview, I remember you and I were, were talking that trauma yeah. does not pick people. No, no barriers, no borders. Trauma's trauma is um, trauma. If you're in Afghanistan, you witness, uh, you know, roadside bombings, uh, your police officer and you witness death, you shoot someone or, or a, a correctional officer, you know, someone's hanging in the cell. Uh, you just can't judge and say who who's is worse, really, because um, today it's, they look at it differently. It used to just be war veterans that, that had PTSD, but really if you look at the criteria for diagnosing PTSD, it, it covers so many. Um, there's so many people walking out there in trauma today. I, I, I so encourage them to get help. I know it's trying times. Don't let what's going on with COVID get you down because uh, there's certain things going to happen in this world that are out of, out of our control. But looking after your family and your health is so important during these times. Um, I received a question a week, or you received a question oh, from Charlene, which is how can people support this organization? So you tell me, and I'm going to put up uh, the, the pages. <clears throat> uh, we were talking about Stephen Bearwood, um, Veterans House Charity. Is if okay. you're doing it on a financial side for donations, Sorry. Uh, I would direct you to him. You can make a donation and you'll get a tax receipt back for your income tax. Um, so this is the one we're talking about, Veterans yeah. House Charity? That's it, yeah. You have a button here, donate now. That's it, yeah. And you can make a donation. You pick the amount. And just so uh, where would you like it to go? Do you want to go to veteran song camps? Do you want to go to uh, programs for for uh, first responders and veterans? Uh, you know, there's there's always 
things that are needed, uh, you know, whether it's be gas to go places for different events is just so much, but, but help is so appreciated. And, uh, that's the venue to go to, uh, make a donation if you so choose. Um, as for the people, other one also, right? The one you were talking about with, uh, retreats and the four pillars, um, it's a different one. They are different. Yeah. That's GAF. That's global Alliance foundation fund. It's okay. the main one that, that everything will draw off of. So as it, you know, builds an equity in that to provide programs and, and, uh, finances will go through that basically to, to different retreats, but the main foundation is, is for cannabis to hopefully, you know, fund a lot of these programs or move, move forward. As for volunteers and in, people that are interested to starting groups and in, in say Ontario wanting to reach out to help in different ways. Um, that's always appreciated. Uh, we're working on having retreat and, and hopefully possibly again in Aquay in next fall. So that would be the first one in Ontario. And from there we can hopefully build on it. Um, I'm working with, like I said, from some first responders now to try to uh, get a location for a retreat in Ontario. Um, ideally, I'd like to find some land that's 100 acres or 100 acres plus and uh, build cabins and cottages and have a place for healing for everybody to go. They can grow, uh, they want to grow pot there, they can grow pot if they want to grow some vegetables. If you want to go for a canoe ride, you can go there, but there's not really anything like that in, in Ontario yet. But um, we have the acreage in Nova Scotia, which is not here. And that would be ideal to really uh, get things rolling. Um, but once we have our first song camp, and hopefully next fall, um, that will be the start. And with radio and, and hopefully some television that down the road, we can keep promoting and show folks what we're, what we're doing. And uh, encourage those that need help to reach out and uh, we can get them connected. So you are also, uh, I see these organizations also, uh, you know, if people have businesses that can offer something to support uh, those healing. Yes, chiropractor. I go to chiropractor every couple of weeks. Um, I like to go every week. But yeah, there's uh, a lot of people really uh, want to want to support and get involved, um, especially from the music community. Uh, when they found out about the song, and it's like so many people stepped up. Uh, we were going to have a retreat down in Claremont, just up the road from me here, North Pickering, um, a songwriting retreat. Claremont Studios, that's where, where Rush did, I think, four albums up there. Very Naked Ladies recorded there, and we were going to have a uh, real cool, but it's not out of the picture yet, but that's what the first plan was. But uh, we probably need a little bit more space, considering uh, we realized, you know, you need to spread a little bit more so people have space to go for walks and... Uh, and so choose. sometimes you have to just remove yourself from those environments and give yourself time to uh, play guitar or just go for a walk on your own. Everybody needs that, not yeah. just uh, somebody who went through tra trauma. Like we all need nourishment, refreshment, and just uh, shedding, shedding and removing all the heavy stuff, our, our, our own thoughts even, like, we in the same room i, I assume uh, everybody has this where uh, you're living in the same space on and on on and on all your thoughts ideas the emotions maybe memories that don't help you are there and yeah. you need to take yourself remove yourself uh temporarily from that spot so you can nourish release, let go transform i don't know just enjoy whatever is going to be there so that you have more strength so you have all you need when you come home in the same space with all the memories your, your perception changes you're going to see things differently and your life is going to change that's correct yes yeah mm -hmm. well um i hope uh everybody got whatever they needed uh, from this interview uh how do you feel do you think we covered all people needed to know uh, about our veterans, our traumatized people, our loved ones who wanted to keep peace and need help at home. Yeah, I think we covered a good bit of that, Andrea. Uh, at least, uh, you know, you can always have more things down the road if you think of any topics. Uh, I certainly wouldn't have a problem coming back and talking about them. Some can be really in depth and take a long time to discuss, but um, I think we did a great job. Um, just 
awareness is, is important and it's uh, nice to have folks. I was <laughs> my kid took me out of the stream studio. <laughs> That's all right. But at least people got what you said. So sorry. There's technical difficulties. That's family, that's life. That's the way it goes. That's what the fun and yeah. real. Well, all I heard is that we covered pretty well. So Yes. To end this, uh, again, remember people, be your own advocate and do your own research. This is better for everybody. Is there a message you have for those listening, especially for veterans who know you and are watching this? Um, for veterans that know me and that are watching this, just uh, continue on the path that we're here to, uh, you know, I'm here 24-7 to help. Reach out anytime. Uh, if you have any questions about the program that we're do running, uh, Please reach out to Veterans for Healing, Baby and Henry, Stephen Bearwood. Keith Mullins is our new music director, and he's absolutely incredible. He's uh, Kate Bretner, and he's going to do a whole bunch of music for us, and he's just uh, a great, great guy. Um, you could feel the healing when we were in Nova Scotia, so I really not knew that at that point that uh, some real positive things are going to happen. So join up for song camp, put your name on the list work on yourself and uh look forward to having well we had six veterans this year maybe with the 12 maybe even more so uh work on yourself and uh, look after your family remember you're you're living for your family and if they're not worth to live for then uh you know really uh look after yourself that's all i can say the road might be a bit rocky but um just keep at it that's all form your own tribe and connect with others if if you don't find something worth living for around you keep searching because yeah, yeah, somebody so somebody is gonna be touched by what you managed to go through somebody just like charlene madden i experienced that where she had a plan she had a plan that she didn't follow through because she heard three people sharing their story. Of That's maybe, right. Yes. Right. That's so very when when you're gonna make it through, you I have goosebumps. You're gonna see miracles happen. One life can be saved or changed by allowing yourself to go through the healing, stay alive, and and share your story. Right. <laughs> I do believe we've saved lives already. I could almost say that with 100%. So that's very heartwarming. And that no, that's lets us know we're on the right path. Uh, bye. Yay. Thanks for having me, Andrea. I appreciate you. I keep, keep doing what you're doing. It's uh, so appreciative to have folks like yourself out there providing awareness and allowing us a platform to let other people know what we're doing. So thank you, thank you so much for that. And I guess that's it. Thank you, uh, thank you for being here. And <laughs> we are both saying here goodbye. Thank you. And thank you for all, uh, all those of you, you and others, all together for uh, doing what you can to support our warriors. Thank you. You're welcome. We'll keep working harder. I appreciate your help. Take care. If what you heard touched you or helped you, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite place for tuning in. Pay it forward by sharing it with others. I'll be here for you with the next episode. I'm Andrea Petrut, your Healing Through Oneness show host. Remember, we are connected. We are one.